Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental justice news and stories from Australia and the world. Produced for 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld. This week we're tuning into the movement to shut youth prisons and end Aboriginal deaths in custody. We'll hear from two of the protests from the recent National Day of Action in Sydney and Alice Springs including the calls for justice from family members of young men who have recently and tragically died in the hands of police custody. Before that, we're excited to launch a new irregular segment for Earth Matters, the Rex Report on Climate Change, brought to you by Tessa Rex. Plague and fire, drought and storm, doom, death and destruction, ain't the planet nice and warm, everything's crap, it's really bad, every month a new disaster, doom, death and destruction, now they're coming even faster, everything's crap, it's really bad. Hurricane Nate has made landfall in Mississippi, dropping to a depression, but of course not actually being much less depressing. It's the first hurricane to make landfall in Mississippi since Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Nate's the sixth hurricane slash tropical storm to hit the Caribbean zone in the last six weeks off the back of Irma, Jose, Katia, Lee and Maria. But wait, there's more! Tropical storm Ophelia is heading in the other direction, towards the west coast of the UK. But here we are with Ophelia. We've had ten named storms in a row that have made it to hurricane strength. It seems like such a distant memory that mm-hmm. we had A, B, C, D, and E. Right. All those tropical storms plus tropical depression four. Anybody remember any of that anymore? No. <laughs> Long lost memory after after action, yeah. action, action. Let's not forget about the aftermath of devastation in Bangladesh, Nepal, and India, which affected 41 million people. More on that next time. The floods come just weeks after researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology published a report saying soaring temperatures could make parts of South Asia too hot for human survival by 2100. The <coughs> MIT researchers concluded as many as one and a half billion people living in areas that could become uninhabitable during summer heat waves within only 83 years of climate change continues at its current pace. Wildfires have completely wiped out Santa Rosa in California. For me, it was just this immediate, we smelled smoke, it started getting windy, and all of a sudden, there's this bright orange sky. A catastrophic breeding event has occurred for Adelie penguins in Antarctica, with just two chicks surviving from a colony of 40,000. Overall, Antarctica had a record low amount of sea ice, but the area surrounding the colony was exceptionally high meaning the penguins had to travel over 100 kilometres in search for food. It was also uncommonly rainy, which meant the chicks were wet and unable to stay warm. But wait! There's more! And to cap it all off, not that I want to give this human any more airtime, but Tony Abbott made a false claim that climate change is... (coughs) Good for the world. No thanks, mate. Tessa Rex for The Rex Report. That was the first of our new irregular radio segment, The Rex Report, brought to you by Tessa Rex. Let's now tune in to the recent National Day of Action to shut youth prisons and end Aboriginal deaths in custody. This episode comes with a language and content warning. These stories are distressing and the names of Aboriginal people who have passed away will be used. 
I'm broadcasting them to help expose the systematic violence suffered by Aboriginal people at the hands of the so-called justice system and to encourage our listeners to get involved in the growing movement for change. First up in Sydney is a well-known Bidjara man, Uncle Ken Canning, from the Indigenous Social Justice Association. It's important to note, here in Sydney was the first act of warfare, the very first act of declaring war on Aboriginal people. It's very interesting to note that we've just heard from grieving parents on one of the last acts of warfare that they are committing against our people. I, I belong to ISTA, Indigenous Social Justice Association. We fight against deaths in custody, but I long ago stopped calling it deaths in custody. I'm 65, I could lay down and die of old age. That's a death in custody. These are murders. State condone murders. And anybody who says anything different is living in fairyland. We are tired, as Aboriginal people, to have corrective services investigate corrective services. The office is just here. We are tired that within two hours of one of our warriors being murdered by the state of corrective services and the police come out and say there's nothing suspicious in this tragedy. There's nothing suspicious. If they said that today, not even two weeks, that's not long enough. But they said it within two hours. They said within an hour of young David Dungay being murdered, there was nothing suspicious. This is rubbish. These people are hiding the fact that they are killers in uniform. And they have not got the backbone, the spine or the guts to turn each other in. If anybody here goes out into the street and hits somebody, you'll be cuffed and put in the cells. They see every day, particularly in the prison system, every day people get assaulted. But no, there is this thing, we will not say anything against our mates. Well, I got a message for those dogs. Any one of those assaults can lead to a death. When you close your eyes at night, what do you see? What is it like? When you go home to your bed, do you still think of them? Is it a game that you play to pass the hours until you get your next pain? It's utter terrorism. This is what we are acknowledging. We are acknowledging this country not only our country, the sacred ground we walk on, but we acknowledge that this is warfare, but I would also like to acknowledge that all of our people have lived in the last 230 years as brave warriors under some of the most atrocious conditions that have ever been subjected to a race of people on this planet. 22-year-old Tan Chatfield is the third Indigenous man to die in custody within three months. He had not been convicted of any crimes, yet spent almost two years in prison on remand, awaiting trial. He was sure that the final court date would clear his name. 
On the 20th of September, he died at Tamworth Correctional Centre. The Corrective Services Investigation Unit, which is part of the New South Wales Police Force, said that the death isn't suspicious and they're treating it like a suicide to the disgrace of his family. Let's hear from Tarn's mother, Nyoka Chatfield, and then his father, Colin Chatfield. This is the boy that dreamed big, always wanted to be number one, but never ever competed with anybody else in, in the world, only himself. If he knew that he didn't do it right, He'd go to his room and punish himself. All right, Tan, tomorrow you do it a little bit better. He never let anybody suffer. So you tell me why the little boy that had his mother, the obedient little boy that wanted that red shirt and that red tie, why in the world would he hang himself if he had his mother, the one that he obeyed? You know what? That boy, he didn't, he wasn't in any juvenile detention centres until he was 17 because he gave me his word. I will be obedient to your mum. I know that boy that was waiting to get on that escort truck to be taken back to Armadale for that court, why would he hang himself if he had his mother that he obeyed all his life? Why would he have me standing there with that shirt and that tie in my hand? Ask yourselves that question. Go home and ask your families that question. The difference is, they think they know me. But this is the boy that the Corrective Service has seen grow up. I went there for 21 years straight, every damn year. Them Corrective Services officers at Tamworth seen my boy grow up. The boy's life that they took, the boy that they claimed that he hung himself. Stop lying and start telling the families the truth. It's not right, it's gotta stop. People gotta be accountable for their actions because they make us accountable for our actions. If I swear or spit, I've gotta be accountable for that. Like I said, I've gotta buy a plot for my son, but he owns the land that he's gotta get buried in, don't he? His ancestors walked that ground. His ancestors walked in Moray. His ancestors also walk in Cherbourg. But who is going to be accountable for it? Who is going to be accountable for all these names on this Just Us Say Their Names poster? I know that you can hear me in your big building and your big office. Why don't you come down and face me? Because I told you I will nominate myself. I want to be the last Aboriginal woman crying for our kids. Justice for John Pat. Justice for Mr Ward. Justice for Veronica Baxter. Justice for Veronica Baxter. Justice for Kumaji Busco. Justice for TJ Ike! Justice for TJ Ike! Justice for Eddie Murray! Justice for Eddie Murray! We want justice for my boy. 
my boy was innocent all along. Set up and framed for an insurance claim for somebody with greed. Trial, three weeks. Not one of the people who were robbed in that house could identify my son as being the man that was there with a gun pointed at their heads. They all cleared his name. Like my wife saying, they cleared his name. He was ready to come home. Last day of trial, one day left the trial. He did not make it to trial. I asked myself why. But I already know the answer because I've seen it happen to too many of my brothers. Fallen. My brothers are fallen. Fallen for what? What do you achieve out of monstrosity? Do you sleep? Do you get a big fat wallet? I ask of God to make you toss and turn and walk this earth in fear for the rest of your life. The system is all corrupt, corrupt with services. That's what it should be called, corrupt with services. You know, we go in, are we going to come home? Is there any guarantee that the next indigenous man coming home? There's no guarantee because we don't know when they're coming in. Like my wife is saying, have they got us all on the list picking us off one by one? 25th anniversary of indigenous black deaths in custody and our son was picked as a man to be hung? We know that he was murdered. I love my son. We give him oxygen, life, for him to live. Not to be murdered, brutally bashed to death, and then hung. I just want to thank you all for turning up here and supporting us here today. You know, because it means a lot to us, and it lights us up to fight even more. And we need to get numbers together to bring people power to stop this kind of monstrosity happening to our people. They call it justice! They call it justice! They call it justice! Kids in country, not in custody! Kids in country, not in custody! Kids in country, not in custody! We've got to create our own create our own way of dealing with our kids. Take them back out, push cultural orientation on the deck. Take them to another community to play sports. Take them, take them away from here. Because town, Alice Springs, like I said, is a playground for our children after school hours. And what is there? There's no, like I said, there's no children's hub. There's no teenagers' hub anywhere. There's nothing here for them. We say murder! They say justice, we say murder. They say justice, we say murder. They say justice, we say murder. We just heard sounds and voices from the against youth detention in September. Before that, you heard Colin Chatfield and Nyoka Chatfield, the parents of Tarn, who tragically died at the Tamworth prison on the 20th of September this year. You're listening to Earth Matters. This episode is produced on Darawal land for 3CR Radio and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. 
26-year-old David Dungay died at Sydney's Long Bay Prison in late 2015. New South Wales Corrective Services again said the death wasn't suspicious, but a health department report has since shown that David died after being restrained and tranquilized. This is his brother. My name is Hector Dungay. I'm Junior's brother. <clears throat> now, two years ago, same story happened with what this family is going through. My family started the journey. Um, we still haven't got no answers yet. As far as we know from the health report, he was eating, tim t eating biscuits. Di he was a diabetic. He was seen by a guard eating biscuits. A guard ordered him to stop eating the biscuits. Put, locked him in his cell. She went and reported it to her supervisor. The guard returned. Eight guards stormed his cell, restrained him, held him down. We watched CCTV footage today and we saw what they'd done to him. And we heard everything that was said. He could be heard over 30 times saying, I can't breathe. This is why eight guards are on top of him. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. They drag him to a cell that had a video camera on it. The cell they was in didn't have one. They dragged him to that. A nurse came in, didn't check no vital signs, injected him with a very powerful sedative. A very powerful sedative. So powerful that within 30 seconds of it being administered, he turned purple in the face and stopped breathing. CPR and resuscitation was started for over 40 minutes. He died. And this all started over biscuits. Fucking biscuits! So to Tani's family, on behalf of the Dungay family, we feel your struggle and we know your pain. And our only advice to you is not to give up. Keep doing what you're doing. Speak up. Speak the truth. Fight for justice. It will come. All in time. We're still waiting. It's been two years. And we still haven't got a colonial inquest date. But you, the answers you seek... They will come. Just give it time. Thank you all. Justice for David Dungay! Justice for David Dungay! Justice for Miss Do! Justice for Miss Do! Justice for Lynette Daly! Justice for Lynette Daly! Justice for Elijah Doughty! Justice for Elijah Doughty! Justice for Wayne Feller Morrison! Justice for Wayne Morrison. Justice for Rebecca Ma. Justice for Rebecca Ma. Each and every one of these names whose lives were taken too early, there is one common factor to serve and protect, but not us. To serve and protect, but not us. To serve and protect everybody else outside this circle here today. We are persecuted. We are condemned because we are the truth. Australia lives in an absolute psychosis of denial, a white fragility which sends fear every day into the lives of those who need to be served and protect. Look at the hostility when we talk to them about the memorials of those who committed genocide, the date of the beginning of the invasion, and we start to open up the fragility. Gauli Ilma, Gauli Gumaroi. We still speak our languages. 
We still have our ceremonies. We still have our smoke. They haven't killed us. We're still surviving. We're still breathing. Each and every one of these deaths had one common factor. The intervention by police. The intervention by police. If police did not interfere with Dumaji, he would still be alive. If police did not interfere with Booney, Daniel York, 15 years old, he would still be alive. If police did not pick up Rebecca Ma for her own safety, a woman who had no alcohol or drugs in her system, she would still be alive. The intervention of the police and a system that has absolutely no understanding towards truth in regards to the languages of the oldest living people in the world is what is killing us. But we will not die. And we will not go away. And we will keep speaking our languages. And our children will continue to stomp dance. Our children will continue to shake a leg. Because this is sacred land. This is our land. And every day you walk in sin and the blood of your ancestors. They talk about reconciliation with Aboriginal people. Why do we have to reconciliate? What did we do that we need to reconciliate our past? That was Woolen by Waters, a Kamilaroi writer and lecturer at Griffith University, speaking at the Sydney protest against Aboriginal deaths in custody. As part of the Week of Action, an Alice Springs forum explored the purpose of prisons. It began with this statement from a group of Aranda grandmothers. Aranda grandmothers, um, Bandwa, 28th September 2017. As Pumaragatwees, we are passionate about our cultural responsibility. We want to keep our language strong, our law strong, and kinship systems alive by caring for our children on our country. The strength of our kin and skin, our kin system, is our spiritual ownership to land through our dreamings, our stories, and all the relationships that come with it. With Mbunaringi, we can't fail. We are guardians of our cultural galaxy. We teach, we learn, we care and we share. Our stories are in the Milky Way. That two sisters' dreamings is us. Our song lines go right down south. Ngwalunji Aljeda, corporate dreaming. As grandmothers, as Pmokadris, we care for our grandchildren. We want the government to listen and acknowledge us. Kids need to be in country, not in custody. Kids don't need to be behind bars. They need to be out on the homelands where we as grandmothers and grandfathers can teach them their cultural responsibilities. We demand that youth prisons are shut and no more built. That the guards are placed and police found to be abusing, assaulting, murdering and sanctioning abuse of prisoners are sacked and no more. That community-led, culturally appropriate alternatives to prisons are rigorously pursued and invested in. Teaching our kids language, teaching kids how to read country, landmarks 
and holding them strong in our kinship system. No more deaths in custody. Touch one, touch all. We stand up together. Thank you. Justice for Eric Winnicott! Justice for Eric Winnicott! Justice for Colleen Walker-Craig! Justice for Colleen Walker-Craig! Justice for Zach Green! Justice for Zach Green! Justice for Jaden Beryl! Justice for Jaden Beryl! And sadly tonight, we add another name to this list. Dear family, our hearts are with you. Justice for Tane Chatfield! Justice for Tane Chatfield! What do we want? Justice! Why do we want it? No! We speak our language. For the first time ever in Melbourne this year, we had over 50,000 people, more people protested Invasion Day in Melbourne than celebrated Australia Day. This is why we're seeing the hostility come out, because the truth is turning. And let's be very clear here in finishing. Even though we understand that this is procedure that is killing us, they hide behind their procedure. Miss Jew was procedure. Don Dale was procedure. It was procedure to not let an Aboriginal woman go and see her son when he was on life support, knowing the grieving and the mourning and the importance of our people to be able to say goodbye, was never given the opportunity. Even the opportunity to say goodbye to her son on life support was taken from this family. That's the devil that we're talking about. And that's what we have to understand, that what we're associated with here is the devil on sacred land, on sacred country. The practices we see every day in our homes is inhuman. They're still taking our kids, but we still speak our language. We still have our smoke ceremonies. We still live, we still breathe, and we're not going anywhere. Yawu, Gabienda, Gumuroi. Thank you. That was Woolen by Waters. You've also heard from the Aranda grandmothers, Lizzie Jarrett, Hector Dungay, Nyoka Chatfield, Colin Chatfield, Uncle Ken Canning, as well as Sounds and Chants from the protests to end youth detention and Aboriginal deaths in custody in Sydney and Alice Springs this September. Thanks to Elsie Kennedy and Patty Gibson for the recordings. You've also been hearing the track Get Gone by Kira Vola, and at the start of the show, The Rex Report by Tessa Rex. To get involved in the movement, check out the Shut Youth Prisons and the Indigenous Social Justice Association pages on Facebook. I'm Jem Rummeld and this is Earth Matters, produced for 3CR Radio and broadcast across this continent on the Community Radio Network. If you'd like to get in touch with the team, then you can call the station on 03-9419-8377. You can find us on Facebook or you can email earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. If you want to hear more of our shows, our podcasts are on iTunes or you can get them on the 3CR website, which is 3cr.org.au. We'll head on out now with a rap song performed at the Alice Springs Rally by Christine Palmer and Narelle Hutchinson. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to talking at you again next week on Earth Matters. Hey, sister, I've got an idea. Yeah, what?
let's do a rap song. We should do one about that youth justice and the, and the deaths in custody we've been protesting. Okay, then let's do it now. Check it out, check it out, be in no doubt. We're just two grannies, now hear us shout. Now we've had enough, we're silent no more. We gotta get tough, really tough on the law. We gotta stand now, it's time to yell it out. Cause there's no better moment, need a motive without. All the shackles and the cuffs, the spit of violence. Stop hurting our kids, forgotten with the silence. From the homes to the big house and then to the grave, it's time to stop your actions and make a change. While we're saving our kids, our culture, our mob. So you gotta step back, because it's our job. Our way, our law, while we step through the door. You try to tell us who we are, try to sell our floor. Cause we're the First Nations and we didn't see It was taken by you, by people of greed The rapes and the murders, they still happen now And you try to justify yourself when kids are mowed down Australia is a crime scene still under the crown And to the white Australian government, we're lost till we're found So what do you reckon to? Deadly, eh? Hey, I, I reckon you should play that on the radio Oh, I reckon Hey, yeah. someone listen, eh? Yeah, well, if one person listens, might lessen deaths in custody or change something with the youth. I reckon too. And we need to save our I reckon we've done really good. Yeah, we're too deadly. We're too granny. (laughs) (laughs) What a way till the kids hear us. Yes. (laughs)